everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. You can see I'm back in the uh, in the apartment in New York with the bright red dress, bright red desk right here. Welcome to Weekly Weather uh, for the week of July 17th to July 24th. So what we're going to have as we work forward with this weekly weather is we're going to really see kind of a whole new chapter beginning because we have a lot of planets changing signs this week. We also have Chiron stationing and um, Eris stationing to go retrograde, which they're going to do. And as we get close to fire, the planets are going to shift energy. So it's an interesting week. It features a lot of shifts and changes because of the planets changing signs. And whenever that happens, we kind of go into a new season. So we're going to really feel the energy change this week. It's got a little bit of shift. And remember, we still have the sun in Cancer for most of the week. So the sun in Cancer, of course, every time the moon changes signs, we change emotions. So we're going to start the week off a little emotional because the moon's going into Aries tomorrow. And it's very passionate. And all those Cancer planets are going to feel the passion, psychologically integrating what they're doing. And then the moon's going to go into Taurus. And the planets are going to go, oh wonderful beverage, life, love, and go into Gemini, and then the sun's going to shift. So we're getting a lot of energy this week around changing directions in terms of where we're headed. So let's get on with it and see what's happening for you. So first up this week, Venus is going to enter Cancer. That happens today on the uh, 17th. And you can see here, this is the chart cast for Washington, D.C. Venus goes into Cancer. So now, she joins all these planets in Cancer. We have Lilith, the goddess of uh, energy and babies and abortions. She's often prominent in charts when abortions happen. She's also prominent when we're at that twilight phase, you know, as we're coming in or we're leaving. So she's prominent in death doula charts too, people that help people transition. We also have the sun in Cancer. We also have Mercury in Cancer. We also have Ceres in Cancer and Ceres is out of bounds. Ceres is the Mother Earth energy, the Mother Planet. So all these planets are in Aries, are in, in Cancer, and when they're in Cancer, they answer to the Moon. Uh, so as the as the Venus goes into Cancer, she's answering to that Moon in Pisces, which is great. But tomorrow morning, Monday morning, the Moon is going to go into Aries, and then all these <laughs> Cancer planets are going to get. They're going to turn into Aries planets, and they're going to be very passionate and very intense and very focused and very fiery. So it's a really interesting energy when you watch them shift. And of course, going from Pisces, you can see this lovely grand trine in water here. Flow, connection, relationship, and then into Aries. Fierce, fierce, fierce. It's like when you come out of the beach and you're trying to walk on the sand and your feet burn because the sand is so hot after being in the water. So we're going to have that shift, we're going to have that happen on Monday. Passionate Monday, Passionate Tuesday. And the moon is ruling, moving very rapidly right now. So it's zip, zip, zip. So once the moon goes into a cardinal sign, and the, all those cancer planets are in cardinal signs, as is Pluto, he's in a cardinal sign. We're going to really feel the energy accelerate. Plus the moon is going to form a big T-square which is an action-oriented energy over the next couple days. So we can expect the first part of the week to be quick, fast, and zoom along. Next up, we have Mercury entering Leo. Now, Mercury is going to enter Leo. Uh, I meant to say Venus is in Cancer until August 11th. 
So she'll be in Cancer for that long. Then Mercury enters Leo. Uh, you can see him here. He shifts into Leo. And he now takes the Gemini planets and the Virgo planets with him. Unfortunately, there's no Gemini and Virgo planets in the sky. Well, we got Pallas Athena. So she's the, she's the vision, she's the justice, she's how we're going to go. But as Mercury goes into Leo, there's a push forward. There's an intensity, a passion as Mercury heads into Leo, where we're really feeling this very feisty energy. Feisty, feisty, feisty. And so as Mercury shifts into Leo, which is going to happen on Tuesday, we're going to feel the energy pump up a little, whereas Mercury now is in a fiery sign. Remember, Mercury and Leo is considered its detriment. People tend to talk about themselves a lot. They tend to be a little self-oriented. They think, what about me? What's happening? And notice as Mercury goes into Leo, we've got that lovely moon in Aries uh, next to Chiron who is stopped in the sky. Uh, what about me? Uh, you know, like you haven't taken any consideration what I want, what I need. So again, the first couple days of the week are very feisty in terms of our energy. So Mercury entering Leo gives us a feisty energy, and he will, of course, be in Leo until August 4th. Next up, Chiron stations retrograde. Now, Chiron, of course, is in Aries and has been for a while. And so what happens when a planet stations retrograde is we go back and look at when they enter their shadow. So Chiron enters his shadow on March 25th, and he will be retrograde until December 23rd. So all of the soul work you've been doing since mid-March now reverses, and the universe says, we'll go back and reconsider, think about it. Of course, Chiron is, um, Chiron is where we're wounded as a soul. Our soul feels a little wounded. And so when we're, looking with, we're working with the Chiron energy, our chart needs to figure out how, how am I to work with this? What am I to do about this? This is making me feel a little anxious. And we know the few days before, and the few days after, five days before. So Chiron goes into Aries Tuesday. So we've been hearing Chironic stories since last Friday. Uh, you know, like wounds, and how do we work with this, and how do we do this, and of course, it's squaring all those cancer planets. So we've been really feeling a lot of emotional wounding and a lot of deep feelings about things. And of course, we've had a lot of emotional things going on while the sun's been in cancer whether it's the hearings or the Roe versus Wade or the Uvalde shootings, uh, you know, it's, it's just understanding that the world is really on edge. And with Mercury going into Aries, it's going to become very self-interested about its edge. It's going to say, this is how I feel. And then you're going to go, okay, I hear you. I hear how you feel. But it might not be interested in how you feel. Because remember, Mercury is what we also call combust the sun. He's now gone past the sun. Which means, you know, the sun in Cancer comes along and says whatever. And then the Mercury goes, well, you know how I feel about it. This is how I feel about it. So there's a, there's a very definite, you know, like what I want. And, and that's okay. When Mercury is in Leo, it's very clear about the I want energy. What I want is this. So we're going to work with Mercury using that energy this week as he enters into Leo and stays there until the beginning of August. Next up, Eris stations retrograde. Now, Eris is going to station on Thursday. And, of course, we have the last of the January, the last of the scheduled January 6th hearings then. So Eris is the goddess of discord, right? Um, and uh, angry and mobs and you know violence and you know that's her that's her jam right 
Um, so, and, and anger and rage. So when, as Eris stations, we're going to hear about anger and rage. And she entered her shadow on March 10th, and she's retrograding now. And she will be retrograde until January 10th next year. Um, so we're watching Eris stop and station this week. Again, the five days before, the five days after. When we look at her chart, we also see Pallas Athena here is on a world point in Gemini. And Pallas Athena is answering to that Mercury in Leo, uh, which is very much about, like, well, what do I want? What, what's right? What's proper? What's good? And we see her stopping over here in the seventh house. And we see the rising sign for her stop in Washington is 29 degree Virgo. We also see the midheaven for her is 29 degree Gemini. And of course that speaks to our little Mercury in Leo, which is this is what's right, this is what's good, this is what's proper. Mercury's in a trine to Jupiter in Aries, and Jupiter is getting close to where he's gonna station to go retrograde. He's gonna station, you know, this, remember we're in the um, pilot season from Jupiter's point of view. He's starting some stuff, but then when we get to December 21st, he's gonna say, and this is what's really gonna happen, right? So we know, and we're back at a 12-year story, so we're back to what was going on for you in 210, when last time Jupiter was in Aries. That story's finished, done, and now Jupiter's in Aries again, and he's saying, okay, I'm starting a new 12-year cycle, gang. Whenever a planet enters Aries, it begins a new 12-year cycle. I'm starting this new cycle, you ready? And so the answer is yes, we are. What are we doing? And so this interesting energy between Mercury and Jupiter, you know, Jupiter rules justice, Jupiter rules the public, Jupiter rules how we see things, and you can see Eris is stationing over there in the house of the public, in the house of the other, and of course Chiron stationed the day before. So we really see a lot of energy with these planets kind of looking at things and really trying to weigh the balance, trying to figure out what's important, how we're going to do it, what's that story, how do we work with it. So there's a lot of energy with Eris stopped of, of contention. Eris is a contentious little girl. She gets us going. But we also see that, you know, Pluto uh, and Eris, when they squared five times, um, that was in 2000 and uh, a couple of years ago, we had all the all the pedophiles picked up and the child molesters and R. Kelly and Gazelle Matt, and uh, we had the Trump impeachment, and then of course on the third Eris Pluto station we had the election that was contested by him. So now we're kind of finishing up that Eris story, right? So it's an interesting. It'll be interesting to have the last hearing on that day. Um, and then the other thing, and I, you know, it's you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to work with people in a, in a harsh way, but you want to kind of say, hey, you know, changes, changes. So that energy of Jupiter, Chiron, and Aries, Aries in the seventh house of the public and how we see it. We also see the Mercury here in Virgo. We see the Mercury in Gemini ruling the midheaven. And, and so this is the energy of bringing out into the world you know, this is the story, but it's an ending energy on, on a multiple level, multiple levels, because planets at the last degrees mark the endings of things. And they say the matter has already been, on some level, decided. The matter has already been stated. We're really going to see the conclusion of the story. So it's an interesting energy for the era station, because she was so prominent during the Trump administration, but also over the last few years, the Me Too movement, the, um, the, you know, 
fighting against people. The first one was the Kobe Bryant uh, plane crash and the, the beginning of the Trump impeachment was that first Eris Pluto Square. There were five of them. And, you know, I covered them at length in different places. But you know, we, as we see Eris stop yet again, you know, and she's still square to Pluto. They're only two degrees apart. We're going to really be looking at, you know, the role of the feminine. And, of course, the, the sky right now uh, is very uh, emotional, very emotional sky. Good news is that these cancer planets are entering, answering to the Taurus, the Taurus moon and the moon Mars, which is the public. Moon is the public. Mars is how we take action. So we'll see what that uh, lovely Eris retrograde brings us. But remember the five days before, the five days after. So that starts Sunday through Thursday, and then Thursday five days after. So we'll watch for that energy and see how it shows up. Next up, Sun enters Leo. This is fun. We love the Sun entering Leo. But notice when, I forgot to say this, notice that when Eris is stationing, we have the Mercury at the last, the Gemini Midheaven at the last degree. We have the Virgo at the last degree. We also have the Ceres and the Sun at the last degree of Cancer. And Ceres is out of bounds. So Ceres is very emotional, very, very strong in her feelings and her opinions about things. And they are opposite the Pluto. Triangles, triangles, triangles. Power dynamics, how are we working with them? And Eris forms a T-square to the Pluto series uh, Sun opposition. So that's a, remember when a planet stops, it, it just kind of makes everything go, oh, because I'm stopped. And so everything goes, oh, what's that power dynamic? What's that power structure? How are we working with it? Sun goes into Leo. Da-da! So this is going to be, Sun will be in Leo until the end of August, till August 22nd, when it goes into Virgo. This is a Sag rising, zero Sag. So this is Friday. And we go, okay, we're now answering to Jupiter. The Sun is answering to Jupiter. The Sun and Mercury are trining Jupiter. It's like, let's get a vision of where we're going, what we're doing, what's important. And with the Sun in Leo, he's in his natural rulership. So what happens when the sun goes in Leo, everybody's Leo house kind of goes, oh, I'm awake, I'm awake. And then whatever your purpose on Earth is, steps forward. Because you're, you know, if you're a Virgo or Taurus or uh, Libra or whatever, the place you're supposed to shine is your Leo house. So when the sun goes into his own house, he says, hey, hey, I'm here, party down, let's come on over. And so your sun will go and focus on its mission, its purpose. So it's always a really nice time. And of course, it is vacation time, right, in, in our hemisphere of the Earth. So, you know, it's August. It's like beach, bananas, you know, watermelon, corn on the cob, but also time to recreate, time to really focus on what our important values are. And so the sun, in this case, is in the eighth house. And so it's like really our psychological values. What are our beliefs? Why do we believe it? What is our truth? Why is that our truth? And so there's a lot of energy here. It's also a lot of energy about exposing secrets with those planets living in the eighth house, like showing you things that you need to look at, you need to see. So that's the sun entering Leo. And then last but not least, Ceres enters Leo. And as she enters Leo, of course, when the ruling came down, um, around mothers and children and abortion. That was Ceres out of bounds in Cancer. As she enters Leo, she says, okay, I'm going to be in Leo for a while. And Ceres is going to be in Leo until, I find her little thing, she's going to be in Leo until September 28th. 
Uh, and so as she and the sun meet up in Leo and they, the energy shifts from every very being very emotional uh, of cancer changing every two and a half days with the moon when the sun goes into Leo all the planets shift and they go okay what do I want what's important for me because the sun asks you to think about what's important for you in your own life and that's going to happen on Saturday and of course it's the top of the chart Sun and, uh, Sun and Ceres are both in the ninth house of legal matters. Rising sign is this Libra, uh, 28 degree Libra, um, which is laws and rules back to 1982, what was going on for you in November of November and December of 1982 when Saturn and Pluto met on that degree. It was, of course, during the Reagan administration. Uh, and so there's an understanding that we're going to be asked to look at and figure out. Now notice, as the Sun now moves from Leo through Aries, all of the outer planets are retrograde. Um, and so with that energy shifting and changing like that, we're going to really, I mean Uranus isn't, but these other guys are all retrograde. So it is a time for redoing, revising, revisiting, and thinking about the direction of your life and where you want it to go. So it's an interesting week encouraging us to do that. And that is the energy for the week. So now let's talk a little bit about the, the degrees, a little more fine-tuned. So the sun this week is going to go from 2514 uh, Cancer up to 159 Leo. The significant days this week for the sun are, of course, when it enters Leo. It also meets up with Ceres on the, on the 21st of July and they're meeting up at the last degree of Cancer, the anoretic degree. Anoretic degrees are super interesting because they hold all the energy of the previous 29 degrees. And when a sign enters, when a planet enters a sign, it says, okay, I'm here. And then when it leaves, it goes, okay, I'm leaving. And so the fact that the two of them meet up at that last degree before the sun enters Cancer, you can see it here with the Eris station, right? They're both there at that last degree. So when the sun meets up with Air, with Ceres and it says, okay, we're at the, at the very last pinnacle moment of what we need to talk about here and why we need to talk about it. So all the conversations you've been having around creativity and abundance and parenthood and whatever are now going to shift into Leo, let's get it done. So it's an interesting shift and change. We also this have the sun in a trine to Neptune, which happens on July 17th. So that was a concluding energy. Remember, we last week we talked about the Sun forming an inconjunct to Saturn and then a trine to Neptune. So the energy of the inconjunct is I have to adjust, and then the energy of the trine is now that I've adjusted, I have my vision. So there's a there's a shift of your vision. There's a shift of what's important to you and why it's important to you. Mercury's moving really quickly this week. He runs from 26 uh, Cancer all the way to 11 Leo. And of course, he enters um, he enters Leo on August fourth, uh, my mother's birthday, um, and she would have been ninety two this year. Mercury also meets Cancer at the last degree. Mercury also meets um, Ceres at the last degree on June July eighteenth. So communication around children, around people, and so we have a lot of children in the news with the Uvalde shooting and the abortion ruling, and you know what's the future of our children? And there's a um, there's an ad out of the bus stop in front of my building, the children in Ukraine. Uh, we had that very iconic image yesterday of a priest sobbing at a baby's, at a Ukrainian child's inner coffin. 
I mean, it's, it's understanding the impact that we have on the children, too. And I think we forget that. You know, the children are watching. The children pay attention. And I am always reminded of the, the song from The King and I, You Have to Be Carefully Taught. You have to be taught to hate. You have to be taught to... You have to be carefully taught. And I think it's important for all of us to think about what we're teaching, not only ourselves, our own inner children, but what we're teaching the children by our behavior and our examples. And I think that's kind of, um, you know, it's, it's been really interesting because lately I've been dealing with a lot of parents with kids that are working on, the kids are working on things. And, um, you know, the children are watching. And so I think that's part of us as a culture, as a collective, modeling what we want for our future for our children. And more importantly, why we want that. You know, what is our expectation of children? We can, um, we can ban them from being aborted, but we don't prevent them from being slaughtered with machine guns. What's our, what's our belief system? Why do we believe? You know, it's like it, we're really being asked to question our belief, our fundamental beliefs. We have this Pluto transit for two more years, people. Two and a half more years. I'm like, oh my God. December of 2024. We really have to have a real vision of what our belief is. And if you hate the other, you can't talk to them. You can't connect to them. You can't relate to them. And so as the sun shifts into Leo and we all get realigned with our own soul's purpose, this month is a really important month for you to think about like, what is my vision for my future? What is my vision for what I want to bring in the world, what I want to bring to the world, what I want to bring to my country, what I want to bring, and again, this is, you know, America-centered, but everybody's got this. We're all having this Pluto transit for the next two years. And um, the U.S. perhaps a little more than other people because we're having our Pluto return too. But all of us are looking at the structures around us. Pluto in Capricorn looks at those structures and it says, the structures aren't really working. They're not really holding anymore. And so we are going through this big metamorphosis and we really have to think about what our structures are that we want to build to hold us as a country, as a collective, as a purpose. And why is that our structure? What is that? Why, why does that feed our, our vision, right? Uh, so Mercury, of course, very busy. Um, he does meet up with Ceres and he says, what are you going to nurture and grow? And the sun meets up with the Ceres and says, what are you going to nurture and grow? I will say at a mundane level, Mercury and the sun meeting up to Ceres is a great time to start a healthcare program or a diet or something like that because Ceres is how you nurture and take care of yourself. So with Mercury and the sun both meeting Ceres, you're going to hear it, you're going to say it, and then you're going to do it with the sun. So that's that part's helpful. So if you decide you want to start a diet or a health plan or exercise more or whatever, now this is the week to do, this is the week to give that permission to happen. We also have um, Mercury in a trine to Jupiter at the end of the week on July 23rd. So Mercury's going to come to trine Jupiter. Now remember, Jupiter is just going to be in Aries for a little bit, and then he's going to go back into Pisces in October, and then he's going to go back into Aries December 21st. So we're giving Jupiter ideas about the next 12 years, but we're not actually doing them yet. So this is a great time to blue sky to come up with plans and stuff, especially that week when, at the end of the week on July 23rd, when Mercury is trying to Jupiter and really in an exploratory way. And Mercury at the same time is then going to be sextile to Athena, which is I have this plan, I have this vision. Notice Jupiter and Athena are talking to each other. 
uh, a sextile. So Athena's like, I have these ideas. And Jupiter's like, what are they? And Mercury goes, well, let's write them down and make a plan. And I do encourage you, this is a great week to start with what I call a Mercury book. Where you get a little book and you write in it. And you say, you know what I'd like? And you write, I'd like a chocolate brownie tomorrow. And I'm like, all right, chocolate brownie, yeah. And then I'd like, I'd like to buy a car this year. Oh, and I'd like down the road, I'd like this. You just kind of start writing stuff in that Mercury book. What is it your son needs to do to shine? What does your, what are the equipment, what ideas does Mercury need to start or push for you to do your own creative path? And remember, Mercury's in Leo until August 4th. So this is a time when you think about what you want, the other person's thinking about what they want, but it's the way to use this energy is, well, what do I want? What do I need? What would make me happy? And sometimes that's a little hard for people, and that's okay, but you want to kind of go, okay, what I want, and I write it down, and I'm clear, and it's in paper, and I know what it is. And so the more you can focus that mercury in what would help me be better at what I do, or be better at my purpose in the world, that's that mercury in Leo. And giving that proper, proper expression is always a helpful thing. Uh, Venus is running from 29 uh, to, uh, Gemini to 8 of uh, Cancer. So as all the other planets mosey on out into Leo, Venus goes into Cancer, right? So she shifts into Cancer on the 17th. And then she has, you know, a pretty argumentative week this week. <laughs> Remember, Venus is in Cancer, so she's going to change, like, with the moon. You know, with the moon's changing. Like, all the other guys are moving out, and she's coming in and going, I'm going to change, I'm going to change. Now, she's in a morning star, so she's in warrior mode. Very direct, very straightforward, because she rises before the sun. And she has a number of aspects this week, including an argument with Pluto, an argument with Uranus, an argument with the nodes of fate an argument with Eris, an argument with Saturn, an argument with Pluto. You get the idea? Venus is not happy. Um, so when we see that, we're kind of like, all right, Venus is a little crabby, which is fine. You know, the goddess of love, not in a good mood. You know, happy wife, happy life, happy husband. Happy, you know, just kind of, you want to be nice to Venus this week because she's having a hard time. And, in, in a, and it's a dissatisfaction on an emotional level. And so when Venus and the moon kind of, normally they get along pretty well, but they're kind of in a little bit of a contentious energy. But they also have to be contentious right now, and that's okay, because Venus is just not happy. So we want to kind of go, okay, Venus, you're not happy, huh? And she's like, I'm not happy. And you're like, all right, well, what would you like? I don't know what I want, but I don't want that. So when she says that, go, okay, well, why don't we write down you don't want that, and then let's try and write down what the opposite of that is so you can be happy. And she's like, all right. <laughs> Again, not with a lot of agreement in her voice. She, all right, we can do that. So, you know, just kind of tiptoe around those areas where people go, Arr. and you're like, oh, it looks like, looks like they're not happy. They're not. And it's okay. But Venus is a little, a little contentious this week. She has crabby, crabby cake aspects at the beginning of the week. She only gets to eight, right? And when she gets to eight, she's going to square the Jupiter. Again, not happy. So we go, all right, I know you're not happy. What can we do to make it better? Nothing. All right. Okay. Don't don't take it personally. Just give her her space. Kind of think of Venus as having PMS this week. Uh, Jupiter this week goes from 8 um, Taurus to 13 Taurus. 
and he doesn't have a lot of aspects. I'm sorry, Mars goes from 8 Taurus to 13 Taurus. He doesn't have a lot of aspects. Jupiter this week goes from 831 to um, 841, and he does have a sextile to, he has a semi-square to Saturn, so he's kind of, you know, chafing a little at the rules that he has to follow, but again, he can't get them changed, but he's fight, he's arguing about them, he's mad about them, and then Jupiter has a sextile to Athena, which says, okay, this is our approach, and remember, Athena's on the world point. So there's a lot of energy there around Athena being on the world point and figuring out strategic approaches to things. And of course she answers to Mercury in his fall. Uh, not a great place for Athena to figure strategic approaches. She's going to be conservative. Um, even though she's sextile to Jupiter, but she's a little afraid of Jupiter. Right? So it's an interesting energy. Again, the, the feminine energies are feeling a little fraught, um, but we, we understand why. And so we're going to say, all right, I understand why you're feeling fraught. How do we work with it? And that's really your best, your best story there. Um, Uranus this week doesn't do much of anything. He does throw away things really well. He does modify and change your house. He does modify and change your diet. You know, if you decide to use that, that series, Air, Mercury, um, Sun conjunction, and okay, I'm going to make a new health care plan. Uranus is like right on it. He will really help you with that health care plan. He will help you throwing away stuff in your house. He will help you going, done, 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 goodwill for you. Uh, and remember, in a couple weeks, Mars and Uranus are going to meet up on that north node of fate on August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, which, of course, the Internet is abuzz with what people are thinking it's going to be. Once every 84 years, people, always a fun energy. Kick in Mars and his detriment. Kick it up a little. Going to be a fun couple of days. But it also is very powerfully, energetically moving, projecting you forward on a good day you know, taking off like a rocket. I took away the rocket thing because I'm going to use it again next week, but it's really a rocket week, you know, because that Mars is, Mars is pretty feisty too. Uh, Neptune uh, has quintile to Athena. Again, helpful energy, but, but unclear, unclear. You know, Athena's like, I need answers to all these questions, and Neptune's like, well, I know you do. She goes, so what are we doing? And, he, and, and Neptune goes, I don't know. <laughs> Again, a little frustrating, but, you know, when you don't know, you know you don't know, and then you can make a plan that you do know. Again, back to Mercury and Leo. What do you want to do? What is your purpose? What are you creating? And how? And that's the focus, because when you get that clear, what you need, then you're okay. And so it's it, back to you again. What do you need? You go, oh, I think I need this. All right, need that? No, I don't need that. Okay, great. On second thought, I need that. All right, bring that in. Understand that there's this very, um, sorry, we're very square energy in the sky. The planets are kind of arguing with each other, and they don't really have a clear plan, but they're arguing. So you're like, all right, well, what are we are negotiating? Maybe they're just not agreeing. Best way to say it. Um, we did the Chiron station. We also have Pluto opposite series that happens on the 17th. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. And it also is, uh, it's got a very strong energy of uh, the death, the loss, the, the release of things, the release of the, the release of something very per per permanent. Now, of course, it's series in Cancer. You know, sometimes that's the end of a species. Sometimes that's a, a physical change in the world. But it is a separating ending energy. Hard, hard energy. But it's also accompanied by 
um, all the changes we've been going through. As Siri says, okay, I'm done with this. I now have to go into Leo and I have to go create things of, for myself, not for you anymore. Now this is always a really interesting aspect when people uh, might have it in their chart, when they migrate from Ceres, from Cancer into Leo. And it's often a lot of fun because usually it's someone that migrated and they used to cook and they used to do all this stuff and now they're not in the mood to do any cooking or any taking care of anybody anymore. They're just done with taking care of people. And so when it shifts into Leo, the refrigerator's empty. And it's very literal. I always say, oh, is your refrigerator empty? And they'll be like, yes, it is. I don't want to shop. I don't want to go to the grocery store. It's driving my family crazy. The refrigerator's empty. I'm like, well, it went out of cancer into Leo. <laughs> doesn't want to shop anymore. It doesn't want to take care of people anymore. So there's a real shift in energy with this. Now, we all are having, you know, that whole thing that they're talking about, that great resignation. So Ceres and Sun opposite Pluto this week are very much about, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. So Ceres has her opposition on um, the 17th, and Pluto and the Sun has her opposition, his opposition. Uh, where's the Sun's opposition? I don't know. It should be there. Maybe it was last week. Um, oh, there it is. It has the opposition on the, the 19th. So as we, we do this opposition and we go, I'm done, I'm done, don't want to do this anymore, a lot of opposition energy as we're moving into this new, this new reality. Next up, the moons. Okay, so the moon's in Pisces today because it's a Pisces moon day. Uh, and it goes, oops, I'm in November, hang on. I was doing a little electional work earlier today. I need to be in July, here we go. Okay, so the moon is in Pisces right now, and it is, um, uh, where am I? Here we are. The moon's in Pisces. It's going to go void tonight, Monday night. We're going to go void Monday night at 2.43 a.m., and it goes into Aries at 7.17 in the morning on the 18th. It will be in Aries the 18th, the 19th, the 20th, and it goes void at 10.19 a.m., and it goes void with a um, square to the sun after it has a square to the Pluto. So it's a big old T-square. So that quarter moon, that the moon of the 20th, that's a DB day. Craziness. Set off by whatever's going on on the evening of the 19th when the sun is opposite Pluto. So the hard day this week is Wednesday for sure, for sure, for sure. Moon is square to everything. It's in a fiery mood. It's mad angry, unhappy. It's, a, it's one of our DB, our Donald Blanford days. He always likes to know the bad days to help the kids, you know, or help him deal with the kids because he's a teacher. Although, I know school's out, but we'll still give you the DB days. Uh, then the moon goes into Taurus at 2.23 p.m. on Wednesday in the afternoon. And so it, it calms down a little in the afternoon on Wednesday. So the Tuesday night, all morning Wednesday, contentious. Then it goes into Taurus. It's in Taurus on Thursday. It's in Taurus on Friday. And it goes void at 7.45 p.m. on Friday the 22nd with a trine to Pluto. Um, so it's in Taurus uh, for the last hearing. And, of course, Taurus is what's of value to us. What's, why is that important? And, of course, that's the same day that Eris stations retrograde. So we have a very intense day because of the Eris station but we also have a lot of energy around understanding 
that uh, the value, the purpose. And of course, Taurus and Mercury and Mars are all Taurus, Moon, Mercury, blah, blah, blah. Start again, yeah. We're going too fast. Slow down. Moon is in Taurus, Mars is in Taurus, Uranus is in Taurus, and the nodes in Taurus. Taurus is, I have it, I want it, I want to keep it. It's mine. It's a little bit territorial. It's a little bit, you know, all the really great dictators, Mussolini, Hitler, Idi Amin, Saddam Hussein, they're all Tauruses. When Taurus is not good, it can be really pretty bad. When it's good, it can be great. We love, I have some wonderful Taurus friends. My friend Virginia has three planets in Taurus. She's sun, moon, and rising in Taurus. So Taurus can be lovely, but it also can be territorial. So we'll see how that Thursday uh, the Thursday goes. Then the moon goes, uh, the sun goes into Leo bright and early, uh, or in the afternoon on the Friday the 22nd, and the moon then goes into Gemini. On the morning, it goes void at 7.45 Friday night, and then it is in uh, Gemini on Saturday, enters Gemini 1.1.1 in the morning, and it's in Gemini Saturday, Sunday, goes void on Monday morning at 4.14 a.m. with a square to Neptune. So the crabby cranky day this week is Tuesday night and all day Wednesday. And the rest of the week, not too bad, although we have a little bit of angst on the 22nd. So that's helpful. And the weekend actually is pleasant. The weekend has pleasant aspects. It has lovely, lovely moon in Taurus and Gemini, chatty, communicative, connected, related. Um, so that's all good. So we saw, uh, you know, just before I came on today, um, I saw that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck apparently got married. Good aspects to get married on, Jen and Ben. Not that you care. Not that you called me for an electional day, but a lovely, a lovely day. If, if they actually did get married, we don't know for sure. They haven't confirmed it yet. But, you know, in our astrology in the news energy. Um, also in the news, this is kind of an exciting thing. Many of you know my assistant is Rose, and Rose wrote a play. Uh, called Persuasion. So she's got a second um, opportunity to produce it and she's doing some fundraising for it. So we're going to have a uh, live reading. I'm going to read Jane Austen's chart <laughs> and it's going to be Jane Austen. The role of Jane Austen is going to be for, performed by Laura Rockland. And it's a fundraiser for Rose. So you don't have to come to the play if you don't want. But if you want to throw 26 bucks in the pot and sign up for it, you can get a recording of it. You can watch it live. It's going to take place on Saturday, uh, July 30th, uh, 2020, 2022, at, from, at 3 o'clock. And the link is theholytheater.org, spelled T-H-R-E. And you can sign up for it there. And so we're going to read, I'm going to read Jane Austen. I'm going to be the astrologer to Jane Austen. And Laura has played her and is a Jane Austen, Austen scholar. So it should be a great deal of fun. And that'll be on Saturday. And of course, if you can't attend because you're busy having a great time on Saturday the 30th, it'll be recorded and you'll get it emailed to you. So that's one. Then two, the cruise, the cruise. We're doing a cruise January 22nd to the 28th. Um, somebody asked me what the locations were, so I will look that up and let you know. Um, and you basically, it's $200 for the astrology and the Reiki and all the classes that are taught. And then you pay for the cruise by contacting uh, Hildy at the information below. 
a cupful of stars. People seem to like it. It's growing. It's uh, people seem happy with it. So what happens with that is I give a daily audio and a list of the aspects for the day. It's the same aspects that you get on Twitter. Um, actually, they're usually a little longer than the Twitter ones, but. Um, you get them emailed to you the night before, and I go, good morning, good morning, good morning, welcome to your day, and I kind of talk to you about how to navigate the energy of the day. And because we're having a Pluto transit for the next two and a half years, might be helpful to have a cupful of stars in your pocket in the morning when you wake up. Um, and then, we're, I'm speaking at ESAR in uh, the end of August, August 25th to the 29th. I'm doing a lecture on Pluto return for the country. And I'm also doing a lecture on horror. I'm doing a workshop on horary on the Monday after the conference. Um, and then last but not not last but not least, the Heart Centered NIS at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck. That's going to be September 16th to the 18th this year up in Rhinebeck, New York, where it's five of us. It'll be a single track. You know, we hang out together Friday night, Saturday. Saturday night we have a beautiful ritual. It's a lovely weekend, great aspects that weekend. And then we have um, the Sunday afternoon. We, we close at like 1 o'clock so everybody can travel home. But it's a beautiful, magical place if you've never been to Omega. And we did it last year. We had a great time. And um, it, it's really wonderful astrologers. So, uh, and I just, you know, something about being in nature, eating good food, and doing astrology that you go, yeah, this is good. Uh, again, the Pluto return for the United States is available on my webinar. And then, of course, the Neptune-Jupiter conjunction, which we're starting to evolve into, that started a new 13-year cycle for us. So hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to use the energy of the week ahead. Remember, you're a child of the universe. No less than the trees and the stars, you have a right to be here. And whether or not it is clear to you, the universe is unfolding as it should. Compliments to the author. Uh, just be gentle this week. It's a little, little rock and roll. And with the Eris stationing and the Chiron stationing, our wounds can be a little activated, and our anger can be a little activated, and you want to take that energy and funnel it towards something good, something new, something that helps the world be better, helps the world create, rather than destroy. Bye. Have a good one. This conference is no longer...